Welcome back to Up in Flames. I'm your host, Abby Bolt, but more importantly, I'm here as your advocate. I bet some folks that are listening are wondering, what in the world is she doing here? What was she thinking? Or what's she doing doing this podcast? Kind of calling out some hard truths over easy silence, like I like to say. Well, I did recently resign from my federal job, and it did not come easily. It was a very difficult decision. However, there was a point where it was a really easy one because just based on ethics, there was no way that I could be okay with myself and continue working there when I saw how things were really going on the inside. Now, my goal with this podcast and with the blog and with everything else that I do that's tied to Up in Flames is it's not just for my situation and to call out the things that I witnessed, but I want to help other people call out what they've seen as well. When I say that from the inside, I started seeing things happening, though I was federal and I know that these kind of things go on in the private sector as well, but I was seeing things as not only an employee, but also a supervisor. I was being encouraged and pressured to do certain things that would harm people that worked for me. So when I was being hurt, it's one thing. But then when I felt the pressure to hurt others, that I had to draw the line. That was unacceptable in my world. And I started looking around and realizing how many people, maybe at one point it was unacceptable, but it was becoming acceptable to them just to get by in this career that they were holding. And you think that it's just the people right around you. You know, you have a a problem supervisor and you think that, gosh, maybe this is a personality conflict. Maybe this is just me. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm not really being harassed. Maybe I'm not really being discriminated on. Am I being too sensitive? And it's pretty crazy all of the interior questioning you do about yourself and everything you are as a person. So with my experience, I'm talking not only about harassment, like um, sexual harassment, physical harassment, things like that. That's something I did deal with more in the beginning of my career as a young firefighter, But I learned through a lot of trial and error how to get through that. And I had a lot of great mentors. I learned quickly what I did and did not have to tolerate. Now, when I look back at some of my memories and some of the things that happened, they could have easily turned into court cases and complaints and the entire gamut of what we see in today's world. And right, wrong, or indifferent, just where I was at that point in my life, a lot of it being naive, I just dealt with it how I did and and got through For me, even more painful was later in my career when I was a little more involved in administration and management and the torture and harassment and discrimination and the pain that came was more of an administrative manipulation and bullying by adults that I worked with, not young firefighting men anymore. It was adults, men and women. And if there is someone in a supervisory position who has enough power and is manipulative enough, is narcissistic enough. They can find ways to twist and torture your life and career that sometimes I don't even think they realize how successful they are at it. If you've been in this situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you work anywhere and you think maybe someone has been getting quote unquote picked on by a supervisor or maybe they're getting a little bit bullied, I bet you that what you're seeing isn't as much as what's really happening A lot of times the people who are breaking down employees because they either don't like them or don't agree with them or want to push them out, do it in a way that it's either really hard for others to see or understand. Most of the time, bystanders are actually twisted up to where they think that the person being harassed actually is in the wrong or actually is a worthless employee or 
all of those things. It's so similar to schoolyard bullying. Like I go to my son's school and go to bullying meetings, bullying prevention, and we're talking about like third graders, elementary school age kids, but the subject and the content of what we were talking about is almost identical to our workplace. It's really unfortunate like that. And at the same time, though, you realize it is so similar that, well, why aren't we wrapping our minds around this more? Because really, aren't we just a bunch of grown-up kids? It's the schoolyard carrying right over into the workplace. So why don't we stop pretending like that's not happening? It took a long time for what I was dealing with and a lot of, well, hiding, silence, just cowering down and being beat down. And then finally getting a hold, like I would have people tell me like, Abby, that's not okay. That's not right. They can't do that. How inappropriate is that? But we just needed to charge forward and keep getting the job done because whatever field you're in, I mean, I was in firefighting, so we're always prepping for that next fire. And then something in the office might be going wrong, but then boom, there's a smoke report and we're off to the races and you just have to drop everything that's going on. So that could be the same in any profession though, whatever it is that you guys are building for towards a goal, you know, and there's something going wrong, but then there's a point where you have to drop it and charge forward, whether it's for personal things or professional things. So things like that just kept happening and moving on. And it finally got to a point where I couldn't tolerate it anymore. I mean, I was feeling all of this stress and stuff going on realizing that sure, I had stresses in my personal life, but none of them were like what was happening in the workplace. And there's a lot of little micro occurrences that we're going to talk about throughout this podcast of my experience and also others' experiences. There are little things that when you look at them from the grand scale and you look down, you're like, okay, this happened. Well, if you're able to look at that individually, you're like, okay, that's silly. Why am I complaining about that? Why would anyone complain about that? But then when you start to put together all of this little nitpicking, it just all adds up and you realize how ridiculous it is and that you do have a target on your back. It can be something as simple as just being left out. Like you're in a group of supervisors and important emails are coming out to make sure that either your employees are filled in on something or there's a meeting that you're supposed to make it to. Let's say that, for example, you walk into the office and everybody's asking, oh, where were you? Why weren't you at that meeting? What meeting? Well, the one that was this morning at eight, didn't you know about it? No. And all of a sudden you feel and look completely incompetent. You start to do a little bit of digging. You realize that you were just accidentally left off of an email notifying you about that meeting. And the person who just accidentally mistakenly left you off, even though they use the same email, even though they use the same email group to send out all emails similar to that, they just made a mistake and left you off. And they tell you they're sorry. And oh gosh, I won't let that happen again. It happens again. But the apologies that happen to you in the background aren't, your reputation's already been screwed up. You already look incompetent. Those are the little ways that they just peck. That's just one tiny example. And going beyond that, I have examples and things that have happened with, I have examples of things that have happened in HR with human relations and employee relations. For the feds, we have a whole employee relations division. And I really started to realize how they are not being held accountable for vindictive behavior that they are vetting down through supervisors into employees. There's just a whole chain. And that's what's so hard is it's it, you can point to one piece of a large chain when somebody starts to get bullied and torn down in an adult workplace. But there are a lot of layers influenced by several people and they just build on each other. 
they build and they build and they build and it can wreck your life. It can wreck a career, a marriage, relationships at work, friendships. It can really tear a person down. Now, my whole intent of this Up in Flames podcast and effort is to one, bring transparency to a lot of things that are happening and to people that are feeling like they're crazy in their own workplace. I want to bring transparency, share stories so that people don't feel like they're on such an island because when this happens, you'll hear people telling you like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing that. That's wrong. I can't do that. But on the inside, you really feel so alone. And even when there's a lot of people that will stand next to you and tell you how wrong it is and what they're witnessing, there are very few people who will either stand next to you when it, when things go down or have resources to help you or even really know what the next step truly is. And a lot of people who have dealt with it have either been sworn to secrecy or they've signed an agreement to where they can't talk about anything or they are just so scared and feel ashamed that they don't talk about anything and they try to act like nothing ever happened because once you file a complaint or once you stand up for yourself in the workplace, in life and a lot of times, but in the workplace, once you stand up for yourself, a lot of times you feel like your career is over. And that's what I've been told since I started my career is if you ever did do that, your career would be over. And that's what makes people so scared. And you know what? When I did stand up for myself, holy crap, it was hard and it is still hard. And it really did wreck a lot of pieces of my life. But by golly, I am going to do something about that so it doesn't ruin everybody else's life. There is a way to do this and a way to go about it so that people who do speak up and who do do the right thing are supported, not the people who are hurting them. Why are we not turning and helping the people who are speaking up? Why are we pushing them away and making them targets and making them ashamed? My intent with Up in Flames is to turn that and to change it so that that is not the case, to make it so that people feel supported and that they have a resource and that next, the next thing you know, people are way more worried about having a complaint filed on them because then they are going to feel like the ones who should be ashamed or they are going to feel like the ones who need to hide out instead of the reverse. We've got it flip-flopped. Now, are there cases where people are falsely accused? Yes. I am not saying that doesn't happen. It absolutely does. But we have it now to where we just assume that every situation is a false accusation. That's our default. I'm guilty of that too. Hearing that somebody spoke up, filed a case, filed a complaint, walked in to tell their boss something was going on. I have been trained and really that's the culture beat into my head is that they must be the problem. I'm just as guilty of it as anyone else. So I'm admitting that. We've got to start leaning towards believing people. We do. Let's lean that way and vet out those false accusations way before we decide to push somebody in the corner and shame and make them feel like they're the ones that are in the wrong. That schoolyard bully, think about that. That kid standing on the playground, they get in trouble. Do they accept responsibility? No, they rally all their little buddies around them and then talk poorly about the person who tattled to where all the little buddies hate him too. That's their method. That's what they're doing. But you know what? With Up in Flames, we are going to turn that. We are going to keep sharing stories. We are going to share resources with each other. I am going to let you know about the best legal assistance that we can find. I'm going to let you know about mental health resources, financial resources, whatever I possibly can, whatever I can do. 
my mission out of all the stuff that I put up with through my battle is to turn that into something to help others. And by God, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And people are probably going to give me a hard time for it. And they're going to bash me and they're going to retaliate on me, but they have already. So stick with me. Those of you out there who are putting up with some stuff, stick with me. We've got this. There's power in numbers. It's all about a community and it's all about realizing that you're not alone. You're not on an island. You're not the only one that this has been happening to. It's just that everybody's been hiding it. And it doesn't have to be an egregious sexual harassment situation to wreck someone's life or career. It doesn't. It's the subtle things. It's the subtle discrimination, the subtle adult bullying that can rip someone apart. But I need you. I need my tribe. I need my Up in Flames team, all of you. We have to do this together. Right now, I'm kind of building a community on Patreon because I need help to do this too. And if you support what I'm doing, if you know someone that needs the help, the resources, the advocacy, go to patreon.com slash podcast and join me. Help me out. Let's do this together. I want to do everything that I can to help everyone. I know that sounds like such a big box drive, but you know what? I think we can do more than we realize. And I think with transparency and not letting people sweep things under the rug by standing up and going, this is happening and the way that agencies and employers are dealing with it is not working. I think that the more we stick together, the more we share, the more of a shift we can make. Maybe not a big change, but definitely a cultural shift. It takes true leaders. And you know, something that I have shared is uh, in my career, I have been put through a lot of leadership training. A lot of money was spent on me to teach me right from wrong, moral courage, duty, respect, and integrity. My agency spent a lot of money sending me to that kind of training. Guess what? It's what I learned in that training that made me realize that I needed to stand up and walk away from an employer that wasn't sticking to what they were teaching me. They were not practicing what they were preaching. And so many people would say they're just waiting it out to retirement because that was their only choice. That is their only choice. And I get that. I do. But one, I'm not young enough and I have too long to tolerate it that long. And I promised myself from a very long time ago, the beginning of my career, I would never turn into one of those employees stuck at their desk waiting out till retirement. So I didn't. I gave that all up. I lost my great 20-year firefighter retirement. I lost a lot of benefits because you can't buy me like that. Benefits and retirement plans, they're not going to buy my integrity. I'm not going to work for someone who is not doing the right thing. I've already got some really great resources reaching out to me that they realized the battle that I was in and that, I mean, I had to cash everything in to fight the fight. I've got attorneys reaching out that are willing to help others. I've got mental health professionals that are willing to help others. Once people realize and once we really put the microscope on some of this stuff and call it out, call it like it is and share our little experiences People that are doing this to others are going to realize it's not okay because they are going to be called out. It is not okay. Leaders that aren't leaders need to go by supervisor and they need to realize that they're doing it wrong and how many people it's hurting. It's not just about blatant harassment. Like I keep saying, it's the little stuff. It's the administrative torture. So join me on upinflames.org. If you have an experience or a story you'd like to share with me, please email me at abby 